Welcome to the Trap Shooters United podcast. I am your host and owner, Joe Brumfield. I created this to help share, showcase, and support this amazing sport by talking to shooters, vendors, parents, and companies. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Trap Shooters United or like us on Facebook. This episode is fueled by Bioki, high-quality ammunition manufactured right in the heart of America with locations in Ozark, Missouri and Little Rock, Arkansas. I choose Fioki because it's loaded in the USA and has extremely light recoil while still crushing targets. But you made me think it to yourself, Joe, why should I believe you? You're just a mediocre weekend shooter. And you know what? Point taken. Let me find someone with a lot more credibility. Hey everyone, this is Shelby Skaggs, ATA All-American, Oklahoma Trap Shooting Hall of Fame member. In our sport, being consistent is the key to success. Fioki's line of shotgun ammunition is second to none in this regard. Proven by my 772 straight in the singles competition during the 2022 Grand American, experience the Fioki difference. If you're like me, customer service is at the top of the list when it comes to buying anything. Combine that with the lowest prices and highest trade-in values, Michael Gooch with Indiana Gun Club is without question the number one choice for your next gun. With one of the largest new and used inventory selections in the country, Indiana Gun Club will have the right gun for you. If you're looking to buy your first competition gun, upgrade out of your current gun, or just simply wanting to add to your collection, Michael Gooch provides a five-star experience every step of the way. Give Michael a call at 317-502-2675 or send an email to gotgunguy43 at yahoo.com. I've personally purchased two guns from Michael and I guarantee you're going to be treated right. Welcome to episode 54 of the Trap Shooters United podcast. My guests today are a husband and wife duo out of Missouri, Anna and Pat Hobson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's kick it off with a little bit about yourselves, um, where you're from originally, what your occupations are now, uh, and if you have any hobbies besides shooting. Hannah, let's go ahead and do uh, ladies first. Um, so I'm originally from Pekin, Illinois, so like the central Illinois Peoria area. <clears throat> um, and then uh, both Pat and I went to college at Lindenwood here. So um, we both stuck around the area and we're living in O'Fallon, Missouri now. Um, and I work in HR for the county. Oh, and hobbies outside, I like reading, camping, <laughs> any, anything outside pretty much. C- camping at shoots? Camping at shoots, not at shoots. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> places is fun. What about you, Pat? So I'm originally from Gatesville, Texas. That's just outside of Waco. Um, came up to Lindenwood. We actually, uh, we met um, during the AIM Grand going into our freshman year, wasn't it? Yeah, like right before we started our freshman year. During the scholarship ceremony, we had a, a picture of us standing right beside each other before we knew each other and realized we were both going to Lindenwood. Um, I currently work at Lindenwood as a financial planner and budget analyst for athletics, and I enjoy hunting and pretty much any outdoor activity. Gotcha. So you guys met at, you said the AIM Grand. What year would that have been? 2016, I believe. Okay. And then you both went into college, so then you both graduated 
2020? Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha. Um, so how was, and you're, you were both on the on the shotgun team. Yep. So how was that through through those four years, how was that just kind of being together, I mean, almost 24-7 if you're, you know, you're going to the same school, you're on the same shotgun team. Um, how, how was that for, those, for the four years? Um, it was pretty good. I definitely say, like, I was kind of struggled a lot with my shooting when I first came to Lindenwood. So I think getting to shoot with Pat and like a lot of different people on the team, whether it be people shooting like sporting or skeet, just having like that whole squad together, um, kind of like pushed me to get a lot better and help my trap, but definitely getting to shoot with him because we got to shoot together, um, in the summers outside of college too, because we were going to a lot of the same state shoots and things. Um, I was like 22 yard line or so, I think when I started Lennon, when he was 27. So, uh, I was really determined to make that 27 so that way I could shoot all three events with him and not have to shoot, you know, handicap on a different squad. For sure. Now, what experience did you have, Hannah, um, with the other disciplines besides trap prior to going to Lindenwood? Um, not really a lot. Trap was my primary. Um, once I started Lindenwood, I shot a little bit of skeet at home just to kind of understand the rules and the basics of it and kind of know what I was doing when I went to the competitions. But uh, my home club didn't have sporting clays and there wasn't a range that was super close to me. So I really didn't have much exposure to it before I went to Lindenwood. Gotcha. What about you, Pat? Did you have any experience prior to? A little bit with skeet. Um, so the Waco Gun Club, there are several skeet shooters there. Um, one of them that was a Lindenwood alum. What well, was Cody? He was probably a junior or a senior, I think, when, when we came out. So he had helped coach me a little bit in skeet. Um, and I had a little bit of success. I could post mid-90s, a little higher on occasion. Um, sporting clays is the one I wanted to learn and didn't quite figure out till my senior year to where I was posting okay scores. And um, a lot of the kids there now have really taught me a lot as well. Yeah. It seems like sporting, is, I mean, everybody can can seem like they can maneuver skeet. Um, but sporting seems to be the one where if you don't, if that's not your primary, that's the biggest hurdle to kind of, you know, get into the, you know, high 80s, low 90 area as far as score goes. So what, what was your highest score ever in a sporting event? I would guess right around mid 80s for me. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Um, honestly, I don't know. Sporting was not my this is a strong suit when I went there. So. <laughs> maybe maybe your sporting was like my doubles. Is is the score really doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah, I had fun when I was doing it. So <laughs> absolutely. So how did you guys get started shooting then, Pat? If you want to take this one first. So my dad was shooting when he was in college. I think he graduated high school in 1984, 1986, somewhere right around there. Um, he went to Tarleton University in Stephenville, and there's a Pigeon Road Gun Club, a guy named Roger George. I um, mean, he was a trap shooter and uh, was pretty heavily involved with the Texas Trap Shooters Association, and he got my dad into it. That's where dad uh, really took off as far as reloading his own shotgun shells, not for hunting purposes. And uh, I think he had like two flats of uh, STS Peters Halls, and he would reload those. I think they would shoot 500 targets a I don't remember if it was once or twice a week, but they were they were a couple of thousand a month. Um, so once Dad had me, he kind of got away from it, but I really took interest in hunting. And uh, around 2000, 
probably around 2006, he started going to shoots again to get back into it as a plan to get me into it. And I had an old Winchester and I forget the model. I, th I think it's a Winchester 37. It was a single shot break over 410. And after dad would shoot for the day, he would put me where the, the, the brain is for the pet traps, just in front of the 16 yard line. And he'd throw me a few straightaways I could shoot. And then, uh, once 2008 hit, I turned 12 and, uh, that's when I really began shooting ATA. What about you, Hannah? Um, so like way back, <laughs> quite a while ago, um, my grandpa used to shoot a trout in central Illinois and then he kind of got out of it. Um, and then my mom heard about on the radio, there was an ad for a all women's league at Peoria Skeet and Trap in Peoria. So she thought, oh, well, my dad used to do that. Like that would be kind of fun for me to do uh, just once a week, go out there, kind of a new activity. Um, so she started doing that, got more into it. Um, and then eventually I started shooting a little bit, shooting a little bit of practice, um, joined the youth league. And then I was really on the fence about if I wanted to like shoot ATA or not, cause I was so new to it still. And, um, one of the guys, at the gun club, Larry Murphy, like basically took me inside and he's like, I'm buying you your first membership. So now you have no excuse not to shoot ATA. Um, and I think my first year in ATA was 2012. So I was about like 13 years old or so. Um, and so that's kind of when I really got started doing it. I'm, I'm looking at your, um, shoot ATA stuff right now. Yeah. 20, you're, you're correct to 2012, but you really, I mean, you were getting in some targets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 2100 was your singles, the, the number that you had that year. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty large amount for your first year. Yeah. So uh, that first year we ended up going to the state shoot and then to the grand and I had actually, I'd been to the Grand before, but not ever shot there. It's with it being in Sparta and us living around the Peoria area, it's only a couple hours. Um, and my parents had heard about it from people from the gun club when my mom first started shooting was like, this is such a cool place. You ought to go and just check it out. So we would go down there and just look at the shops and kind of see the shooting before I ever really got into it. So when the first year I started with the Grand being so close, it was like, well, we might as well go, go down there. Oh yeah. And then I hit a lot of the, the local shoots and stuff too. I mean, you could spend, as you know, you can spend an entire day just looking, yeah. you know, and shopping and <laughs> browsing or whatever at the Grand, and, and that could get you in trouble too. So, yeah, it, 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 it sometimes it's a good thing not to have time if you're gonna if you're shooting because you end up spending a lot more money. <laughs> <It's>, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, twenty twenty three target year. Um, if you, e either one of you want to give a little bit of a recap of what shoots you hit. And then what was your maybe favorite memory of this past target year? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, so yeah, we, we hit quite a few places this year, um, but mostly just on weekends with us working full time, we kind of have to pick and choose where we use our PTO and a lot of that is safe for the grand. Um, so we hit, I think I had a list of it here. Um, we hit the Missouri state shoot U S open, um, Kansas, Illinois, Indiana, and the Grand. Um, I shot Illinois for the full week um, just because that's, you know, since 2012, that's where I shot a lot of my targets. And I had a little bit of PTO built up by that week that I could use for it. And then um, Pat shot some. Did you shoot the full week at Texas? Yes. Well, all singles events and then I think Thursday on or something like that of all events. Yeah. So, um, it was a really fun summer of going places. It was definitely a lot more challenging just going on the weekends because, you know, the farther shoots, like, 
like Kansas or Ohio or even Indiana with that time change driving over. It's like we got off work on Friday, kind of drove, got in late, and then you're up Saturday, just like <laughs> getting ready to go um, and then take it off as soon as we're done on Sunday. But um, Getting ready to go back to work on Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think one of, did you ask what like our yeah, favorite memory of 2023 would be? Um, I would say probably winning the husband wife at the grand just because it was our first year to be able to shoot the husband wife events. So, um, mm-hmm. we did it as at the state shoots that offered it. And so that was really cool to be able to win that our first year doing it at the grand. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, there's a lot of husband and wife duos out there that, I mean, he, it's not an easy thing to win. No. What, uh, do you, do you recall what you guys broke? It was a three ninety four, I think, something like that. Yep, I think so. Yeah, so I, say, I mean, you usually have to be, you know, around the mid three nineties to even have a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, some and sometimes there's people go out and do a three ninety seven, three ninety eight, and it's like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, Hannah? You won a gun this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Walk us through. I know uh, a Gooch sponsored it. I was it in Illinois. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. Yep. Gooch sponsored it, um, gave away a gun. Can you kind of walk us through how that kind of um, came about? <laughs> yeah, so I was actually up by the clubhouse because I knew I was going to be in a shoot-off for uh, Lady One in the singles, and I heard them starting in calls, and my name got called, so I went up and checked in. And <laughs> then I was standing there, and they were like, uh, there was another guy from Texas that we knew and he's like, you know, that's not for the single shootoffs, right? I was like, well, what did I get called for? And he's like, to shoot off for a gun. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's really cool. So I went and grabbed my stuff, um, went out there and it was, I think it was two shots proposed from the 27. Um, we went through that and then it got down to me and Abigail Maleka from Minnesota and Joy Hollis. And then it was, and that was just really fun getting to shoot with them. So that was just a good time. So it, it came down to just the the three ladies. Yeah. It got down to three ladies. How many, how many was there to start out with? Was it like 10 or I was it? it was, I think they called 10 out. Yeah. I think there was two fields of us. Gotcha. Yeah. So it came down to you guys. And then how, how many rounds did you guys go in total for that? I think it was, I think it was three rounds. Yeah, and I think the last one was me and Joy is what it got down to. And that was really fun. It was just kind of, you know, I was really happy whether I were, was able to win it or Joy was, and we were just having a really good time out there, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, all-time favorite shooting memory. Pat, what would be your all-time favorite? I would say mine was probably finishing my Grand Slam. Um, it was after the Grand last year, and... um I was a few targets short for both singles and handicap, so we had a marathon day at Brittany Shooting Park. I think we shot, it was Hannah, myself, and Ryan Loveless, three of us. I think we shot 400 handicap targets in the span of probably two or three hours, yeah. something like that. And on the on the final 100, I broke the 100. So uh, looking at that, for, before we get to the, the 100 from the 27, I noticed by browsing down through here, uh, the 2022 target year, you carried a 99.7 average in singles on 3,000 targets. The very first event of that year, 
you dropped four targets. Yes. So for a 196, and then you only missed five targets, the remaining 2,800. Yes, sir. That's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, so on that marathon, you shot 300 singles targets the day before, and then you go out and shoot 400 handicap targets. In here, it has you as a 99, 92, 9400. Is that the order that it that it went for you there as well? I think it. I think it is. Yeah. Do you recall which one you missed on that 99? I believe it was. It was either very late or very early, first or fourth box. I remember being yeah. frustrated with it. <laughs> so how close have you had, have, had, did you have any 99s prior to then? Only a couple. Yeah. Not Normally my high for handicap, I, I would, on a good day, 98s, normally low to mid-90s. Yeah. Probably. Um, how close have you, did you get prior to then? Did you get, did you get to the last box any time before then or no? I have not. Yeah. So what was kind of going through your mind then on that last, maybe your last 10 shots? I think what really helped us out on that was because it was only three of us, we were moving so quick, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. I think that was my saving grace. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you had two more people in there, you're just, there's just more room for error. <laughs> absolutely. So what was the, what was the feeling then when you, when you finished that? I was very excited. Um, I, I, first thing I did was call my dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's a pretty big accomplishment that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who, that haven't accomplished that. So I think it's only 526 as of 2022. I'm sure there was, there's a few more added in now, but out of how, however many years it's been going on and only 500 and some people have done it. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment. Hannah, what would what would you say is your favorite memory of all time? Um, I would say probably winning the Illinois State Singles in 2018. Did you do, Did you win the state outright? There was five of us who ran the yeah five of us who ran the 200 that day, and then we won another 200 in the shootoff. You won another how many? 200. Gotcha. So you did all that. I'm assuming you did it the same night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how was how did you keep your focus kind of throughout the two hundred and the shoot off? Uh, it was really difficult to keep my focus because that was my first two hundred straight ever. Um, so that was like a big deal in general for me uh, to do that. But I had run um, two of the prelim singles before that, so I knew if I ran that two hundred, I would have run all the singles for the week I shot. So there's that crunch. And then the pressure of running my first 200 straight and then knowing if I run this, I'm probably going to be in a shoot off too. So it was like really nerve wracking to do it. But um, I had Pat and a couple other friends on the squad with me, which was nice to be able to like have that milestone um, with them there. And then the shoot off was uh, pretty nerve wracking too, because it was the sun was going down. It was really hard to see. And it was a super, super hot day and really humid. So I was just like constantly wiping my hands on my towel, wiping my face off and just like trying to keep that focus and like keep myself from not getting too hot or anything while I was out there. Now, when it when it's like hot and kind of muggy like that, do you have any issues with your glasses like fogging up or you know, like sweat dripping down on them or anything? Um, not too bad, but I did know like this year at the Grand, um, one of our squad mates had the Zeiss 
anti-fog le- like lens wipes because there's the regular cleaning wipes and then anti-fog ones. And those work really well because I was having some issues with that um, during the, the shoot off during the clay target. And then I used those lenses and I was <laughs> good, to, good to go for the falling rounds. I mean, I could like actually see again, but yeah, I'll have to yeah. look those up. So you mentioned you, you went back to back on the, on the hundreds at the Illinois shoot in 18. Mm-hmm. Had you had, have you ever gone back to back like that before? Uh, no, I, well, I'm not sure if I had gone back to back on the hundreds before. Yeah. I can't remember if I'd done that, but definitely not with the 200. <laughs> yeah, definitely not with the 200. How close have you, did you get prior to that? Have, did you have any 199s or anything? Um, I think I maybe had had some 199s. Um, I'd had some 198s before that. Um, but yeah, usually my nerves got the best of me a little bit. So it was just really trying to keep myself focused and keep myself from getting too nervous yeah once i got to the end so do you have any 200s now since then uh yes i've had a couple my last one was during the the clay target at the grand this year yep so how was how was that was that your first time in the clay target shoot off uh that was my second time second time yeah how were your nerves this time versus going in the first time um, they were a little better this time. The The first time was a little intimidating because I, on the first box, I went out and I was fine. It was kind of dark. But I ran the first box. And I was like, okay, I made it through. And then those lights kick on and I've shot under lights before, but nothing quite that aggressive. And it makes mm-hmm. the end of your barrel and the bead and kind of everything glow out there. Um, so you kind of start looking back at the bead a little bit and that's something you start to fight. And that was new to me. So, um, I had dropped one then and kind of was out of everything. So going in this year, my goal was I'm not going to focus on like trophies or anything. I'm just going to try and have fun with it because just getting out there and being able to shoot off for it is really cool. Um, and then I was, my goal was just to make it further <laughs> this year than I did last year. So how far did you make it this year? Um, I ran the first 50 and then had 24, 24 after that. Um, and then so did Liz Turnus. So we ended up going back out to shoot off for Lady One. Gotcha. I think um, it was you, Liz, I think Rayleigh ran the 200. Uh, Shay Skaggs. Shay, yeah, Shay, Shay broke her first 200. And, yeah. And Emily Erfmeyer. Gotcha. I knew I knew there was a handful because I, I had predicted a female was going to win it. And I was looking, I was like, I was like, man, I got a real good chance here. <laughs> I mean, I I was trying to, but (laughs) (laughs) any friendly competitions between you guys when you go to a shoot? Every time, yeah. (laughs) What do what do you guys usually compete with? Is it everything, or is it like the high all around, or high overall? I guess if you're making a lot of the weekend stuff, then. We've had an ice cream bet going on for a while, and I actually don't know what the tabs are like right now, but um. It's normally based on the all-around, isn't it? Uh, yeah. There's a smaller one for each event, especially the the championship stuff, but the all-around, primarily. Who, so who's usually coming out on top of that? <laughs> I mean, it's... Normally I do, but... It's normally him, yeah. <laughs> do you... You should do it like whoever loses have to, has to drive home. I have to drive home. Oh, yeah, but it was... Uh, we It was the loser had to buy ice cream from Lanny's, I think is what it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been any awkward car rides home? Like maybe maybe the shoot went a little bad, 
for one of you, and then the other one had a really good shoot or something. I don't think of anything performance-wise. I do remember we were pretty beat after uh, the Ohio State shoot this year. The drive there and the drive back, we were pretty worn out. But I don't remember anything as far as how we performed. Yeah, nothing. No, we're too awkward car rides or anything. So how far was Ohio for you? It was, I mean, eight hours? Eight hours. Eight hours, but then there was that, uh, the time change too, which yeah. we had kind of forgot about until, <laughs> until it hit us. Well, at least, at least it's to the, to the, to the better on the way home though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to lie. Like when I go to the grand, I like that hour that, that I gain going there and I don't, I don't care so much coming back that I lose one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I could, I could sleep an extra hour leaving in the morning and get there I can leave my house at six and get there. I guess I'll leave my house at five and I can get to the grand by like eight thirty, you know, their time. So it's, it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, 2024 target year. What are your guys's, do you guys have any goals that you'd like to achieve this year? Ooh. Um, I think one of mine is just improving doubles. Um, for me, I'm a little, I'll have good days and then I'll have really bad days. <laughs> so getting getting those scores a little more consistent. Um, I want to try and improve on my singles average a little bit. You know, if I can get that up a little bit each year, that's that's always a good goal. Um, and then, like, kind of one of my ultimate goals is getting my grand slam. So definitely work with that. So you ha- you have the hundred in doubles? No, I don't. Not yet. No. What's your What's your highest in doubles? Ninety nine, I think. 99 and then you have singles obvious or yeah yeah you have singles 98 two um singles average that's pretty darn good thank you (laughs) let's put your goal at like 98 five this year i i'd like that a lot (laughs) (laughs) pat what would would be your goals for this year um as far as shooting related my goals are always try and make it into as many shoot offs for the clay target championships things like that as well as just having a good shot, a good time whenever I go to shoots. And a joint goal that we have is to try and go to a new shoot mm-hmm. at least one a year. This year we actually went to two, I guess it was, with Indiana and Ohio. Yeah. But the, oh, you, you guys had never been to Ohio before? No. We have for SCTP shoots for school, but never an ATP yeah. official shoot. Gotcha. Now, did you guys go for just the weekend then, or did you make it for the full week? Yeah. It was just the weekend. I think we rolled in at, I think, one thirty or 2 it's on like, Saturday yeah. morning. I think we had to be at the range by 7, because the squad and pay, and it, it, we will go again, but when we have a little bit more PTO built up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's rough, and and I, it it's about a three-hour and... 15 minute drive for me and I usually I stayed overnight this year so I shot basically like uh I think I shot Friday Saturday but I've I've gone over there just for one day and drove back the same day and that I mean that's rough because it's like you know you get up early you shoot then you feel like crap and then you, you go home and it's like was this even really even worth it but yeah, for you guys, I mean, that's a that's a long haul for just just two days of shooting, and then it's like your weekend's gone and you're back to work already. Yeah, it was a long weekend, but it was one that we wanted to try, so we thought 
Yeah. It's it's a free weekend on the calendar, so we'll give it a go. But yeah, we were pretty pretty worn out at the end of that weekend. So Indiana was was your first time at Indiana mm-hmm. for both of you, right? Yeah. Yes. So how was the Indiana for you for your first time? I liked it. I thought the club was very neat. Very unique location. Yeah. What about you, Hannah? Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of a night shoot that's not too far from us, so it was a lot easier to get to than Ohio. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really good weekend. I mean, we got to shoot with you. We had a really fun squad. So, And the weather was nice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the weather was probably the best it's ever been in in Indiana. Um, would you come back to Indiana? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything circled for the 2024 target year as far as new shoots go? Nothing in particular yet. Wisconsin's always been, she's been to Wisconsin before. I have not. That one's always pretty high on our list, but it's the week right after Texas. Yeah. So we still trying to figure that one out, but we will get there. Yeah. You got to get that PTO racked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were what has been your gun progressions hannah what did you start with and what have you moved on to and then go into what your current setup is yeah i had a um beretta 391 is what i started with and that's what i kind of did youth league with and i think my first year or two of ata was with that um and then i went to a browning xt trap combo um and i loved that gun and that was the one that i actually um, like ran my first 200 in singles with, I made it to the 27 with that gun. So like, there's a lot of milestones with that one. Um, so it's still pretty special to me, but now I shoot a Kohler, um, TA combo in the low profile. Um, and I think I started shooting that like my junior year of college. So 20, I got it. I got it the fall after the 2018 state shoot. Yeah. Gotcha. So what, what made you choose that particular gun? Um, it was one that I had always wanted. Like, that was kind of my dream gun. And then um, I demoed the Kohlers a lot. <laughs> I, um, I'm sure I bugged them over at Kohler all the time because I was demoing them during Grand and in Florida and Wisconsin. And I wanted to try out the over and under barrels and the unsingle and the, the different rib heights. And um, they were really great with me about getting the gun set up for me when I went out to demo it, um, about letting me demo all of the different configurations that I wanted to try. Um, and then when I got my gun, I was able to go up to Kohler, um, the facility up in Racine and, uh, Jeff Mainland made me my stock up there, had one of the custom stocks made. And that I think has made a big difference with my shooting, having a stock that like really fits me. Pat, what about you? What did you start with and kind of take us through each one and to, into what you're shooting now? Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that Winchester, the 410, as far as when I started registering targets, my first gun was a BT-99. I think it was a micro. I'm pretty sure it was a micro. Um, after that, there was a Ludic. It was actually a left-handed Ludic that was converted to right hand. So that was a little strange. Um, after that, it was a Browning special trap and then back to the Ludic for a short period of time, alternating between the two. Um, I had an Alferman for a very short period of time, and I, I liked it. It was just a little higher point of impact than I was used to. Um, and then a, I was running for the longest uh, Craigoff KS5, which is just a single barrel. Mm-hmm. 
and the Browning Special Trap. And then I think the first year I went to the Grand, I moved into the K80. So I'm currently in a Kregoff K80 with the Celtic Scroll. So you, you've had that same gun then for, that, that is that the same K80 that you went into? Yes. I think it, we bought it in 2015, I want to say. Okay. So that has quite a few rounds to it. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you like about the K80? I like the fit on them. Um, they have the Harlan Campbell style stocks on them for the trap combos, and I'm a pretty neutral gun fit, so those fit me very very well. Um, I like the the lightness of them, the ergonomics, just an overall really well built gun and a well fitting gun. So um, what what chokes are you using for each discipline, and um, what what point of impact are you usually running with? For singles, I shoot a modified. Handicap is a full. Um, for doubles, it's light mod on first, eye mod on second. I want to say my over and under is probably patterned right around 80-20. Singles, I'm probably 70-30. And I would think for handicap, the 80-20, 90-10, somewhere right around there. Yep. So are you making any changes to your gun at all um, in, in between? I do make different washing. Yes. You said, you said it, uh, you're adding a washer? Yes. So for each, for singles and handicap, there's probably an eighth of an inch washer addition, roughly. And there's an in-between for doubles, in between that range. Okay. So about a sixteenth or so maybe for doubles? I would say so. Mm-hmm. Hannah, what about you? What What are your chokes and what kind of point of impacts are you shooting? Uh, my chokes, I, I use the same thing he does, some mod singles, uh, full end caps, and then uh, light mod, eye mod, and doubles. And then I think I'm about 80-20 on my gun. Now, are you making any changes at all between any of the disciplines? Uh, no, I leave mine the same. You're, you're just keeping it simple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what are your hold points for each discipline, Hannah? Um, so in singles and handicap, my baseline is kind of parallel and then I'll adjust, you know, up or down a little bit if I need to. Um, I'm kind of looking out and like through the barrel a little bit. Um, I'm, I like to hold a higher gun. I used to hold a low gun, but I felt like the higher gun made me a little more aggressive to the targets. I could see them quicker, um, things like that. And then doubles is about the same, but I make sure I kind of like pick out a spot in line with where that first target's going to be. And I don't spot shoot it, but I try and, you know, not have a ton of movement to that first target so that way I can get on that one quick. And handicap, are you still holding kind of a level gun in the handicap or are you down more on the house? I'm a little bit lower, but I'm I'm still up off the house for sure. Gotcha. Pat, what about you? I would say for singles, I'm not level, but I'm not on the house. I'm right in between Yep, or very close to. Um, pretty similar situation for doubles. We're probably about halfway to where the first target would be. Yeah. Or close to. And as far as handicap, it really depends on the wind. If targets are high, a little bit higher, but for the most part, I'm on the house or just a little over the top. And you're both two-eyed shooters, right? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, is there going to be any changes for you guys this year? Any new equipment that you're kind of wanting to incorporate, or are you going to run with pretty much the same setup that you have been? It will stay the same for me. Yeah, stay the same for me as well. Hey, it, it seems to be working. So, Hannah, uh, Hannah, you had a ninety, 
I want to say 91, yeah, 91-1 handicap average this year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, Pat, she kicked your butt in, in that. Yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You're pretty pretty close in singles, 98-2 for Hannah, 98-4 for Pat. And then um, yeah, Hannah, he, he kicked your butt in doubles, so. Yeah, that's uh, he, he usually gets me in doubles, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, Hannah, when did you make the 27 then? Because you mentioned Pat was already on the 27 when you met. So, Pat, that was a 26, 2016, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. So you were already on 27. Hannah, when did you make it to the 27? Um, I made the 27 at the Illinois State Shoot during the championship handicap. So the day after the singles championship, um, I had a 96 on that handicap. I got my punch to the 27. So that was 2018 then? Yep. Gotcha. And you've been shooting together ever since? Yep. Do you guys have any ammo preferences? Uh, federal ammunition. Federal? Uh, what are you what are you shooting on um, singles then? Um, mostly top guns. I do have a little bit of HOAs, but primarily top guns. Like eleven forty five eights, seven and a halfs. And shot size, I'm not too picky, but eleven forty fives for uh, singles and doubles actually. Gotcha. So you're shooting the same the same shell on both shots and doubles. Yes. And then I'm assuming the reg- the was it twelve thirty five for handicap or twelve fifty. I think the HOAs are 1250. Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha. Hannah, are you shooting the same thing then? Uh, Pretty much. I, I kind of, we had, for me, I kind of had a mix of um, federal and Remington stuff this year. So I, for singles and doubles, I kind of bounced back and forth between top guns and gun clubs and stuff. And then uh, I shot primarily nitros for handicap. Gotcha. Now, do you guys have any shoots that are a lock for the 2024 target year? Um, we are going to the Southwest Grand, I say it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest Grand, just for the weekend. We're actually traveling with Lindenwood. Um, is that in Texas? It's in Kansas now. Uh, it got moved to Kansas first year, last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it used to be in Texas though, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Gotcha. So it's in Kansas this year. Um, we will go to Illinois. We'll go to Kansas State shoot. Fall handicap. The fall handicap and the Missouri State shoot are our for sure's. In the grand. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the U.S. as well, being that close. Yeah. So how far is Sparta for you guys? Is it like an hour? About an hour and a half, hour 45 with traffic. Yeah. That, that's, that is pretty, pretty easy drive. What yeah. about um, the Missouri home grounds? No, I've read it two and a half. I've been interested. A little longer on gotcha. the trailer. Yeah. So you guys, you guys have a camper you stay in, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. How... How do you like that? How, how how long have you had the camper, and what would be your best and worst aspects of camper life? Um, we bought the camper in April, April or May, I want to say. We had a little pop-up before, um, but our parents have had campers for past five or six years or more, so, so we were pretty used to staying on site for shoots, and it... It is a really big piece of it, I think. It's a lot more enjoyable as opposed to driving back and forth to hotels every day. Um, You get to cook out and see people and enjoy shoot-offs, that kind of thing. Um, I think the hardest part is paying for fuel, pulling the trailer. That's my only complaint. Yeah. 
It makes it nice being there too because we have our dog with us so we can have a place to put our air conditioner and both Pat's dad and my mom shoot too and so they have their own trailers there so instead of us crowding in with our dog onto their trailers we <laughs> can kind of have our own space. Yeah. I think there is something to having your own space to go to and obviously when you're shooting it's always hot so having your own AC, you have your own quiet space to go to, you could take a nap if you wanted to um, yes. versus like someone who is going to the shoots, they're they're just chilling in their car or in the clubhouse. It's just, it makes it a lot easier just having your own space. You don't have to worry about, oh, now I got to drive an hour or 45 minutes to the hotel and find a place to eat and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys have any particular set practice routines that you do throughout the week or what's your kind of shooting like, um, like in these months where it's like, it's kind of like the off season. After the fall handicap, we normally take a break until probably January or February. I want to say, um, when we do shoot, we'll shoot normally two or four boxes or so each time we go out. The first couple of practices of the year, we might go out a little extra. Um, our biggest drawback is with me working on a university campus and Hannah working on government property. We can't have our firearms with us, of course. So it's both of us getting off at five and then trying to find time to get home and then get to the range and still having daylight. And it's, we haven't figured that part out quite yet, but we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, so how is it for you? you you're working on at Lindenwood, right? Like on the university grounds. Um, you're still, are you like an assistant coach, right? For the, for the team? I was last year. I'm not this year, unfortunately. Okay. So for either students or coaches, where do they keep their guns at, at the, at the, at the school? So used to the building I'm in, actually, it was an old bank and it had a very big money vault in the bottom of it. And, pretty uh, tedious check-in, check-out routines. I think they phased that out two or three weeks after we came in our freshman year. And now they have off-campus storage units that they rent individually. I think there might be some people that are grouped up, might have gun safes in them, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's all off-campus storage. I I just, I mean, obviously, people aren't going to have them in their dorm rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they might, but they're not supposed to. Let's do. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. This question is for both of you, um, Pat. What would be your best advice for handicap? Handicap, I would say, keep your hold low and your eyes high, um, especially as your eyes get older. Picking up that movement of the target. If you're if you're looking at it straight out of the house, it looks a lot faster, as opposed to having that soft focus far away. Um, that's the best advice I think I can give handicaps the more so the handicap was than I. Hannah, what about you? Uh, I would say probably mine is not overthinking it. I think it's really easy to overthink and handicap and you can get away with lurching out a target or making a jump in singles and still, you know, maybe hit the target. But um in handicap it's when you make a mistake from the twenty seven it's really difficult to recover from that. So I think just trusting yourself, knowing that you've hit these targets before, you can do it again. Because I think the more you overthink, the more 
kind of jumpy and tight you get and moving towards that target and you're more prone to mistakes. Yep. Uh, I would, I would agree. Jumpy back, back in the, you know, 26, 27 area is not, that's not a recipe for success. <laughs> Question for, as far as hold points go on one in five, are both of you kind of in line with the edge of the house? Are you off the house? Are you into the house a little bit? I would say I'm right on the corner. Um, there are some very specific places that the machines might be slightly out of line in which you want to extend it out or in depending, but for the most part, right on the corner. Yep. On one and five for me, I'm, I hold about parallel, but I'm halfway in between the back corner and the front corner. And then, um, um, allows me to kind of, cause I look a little bit through and under the barrel. Um, and so I feel like if I hold too far out on some of the corners, I end up kind of losing that target in that line of sight. So helps me see it a little bit better coming those hard angles coming out of the side. That would also probably help you. I have an issue with the straightaways from one and five. So I mm-hmm. like to, I like to hold like on the house because I feel like if I hold outside, I really struggle to get back to that straightaway that comes out. And that's like, that's like the target I fear, which is like, it's weird to, to even think that because it's like, I short shoot it all the time. So I like to be kind of either on or just a slightly in. And then I feel like I can, I can chase down that hard angle, but I just can't, for whatever reason, I just can't get myself to go to the straightaway <laughs> in a normal manner. <laughs> Do you guys have any superstitions when shooting? I have a bunch, but Hannah doesn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, well, give give us a sample of of one of the few dozen that you have. Um, I have a few specific caps. I always shoot in the same belt. I always have a pocket knife on me. Um, the shells come out of the box in the same order every time. Two, three, four, five, one. Um, <laughs> I won't drive a golf cart while I'm shooting. Uh, there's there's a bunch, but Hannah doesn't believe in it, so it works out. <laughs> so, so you can only ride in a golf cart. So when you say while shooting, does that does that only include like to the event, or is it for the whole week that you're at a shoot? Um, driving mainly driving between sub events. Oh, okay, between boxes, I would prefer to not drive to the event itself for the day but i will if i have to as long as i don't have to between sub events i'll be gotcha yeah i mean i've never i've never done the golf cart thing myself um i have ridden in some it's a lot nicer riding in it between the sub events you're going from from trap to trap versus you know it's it's a lot of work to drive it you know you got other issues to deal with Mm -hmm. let's go into this this just the shell grab thing, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, one, five. What's up with that? Uh, so when I put my fingers in the box and, you know, you kind of got to squeeze it a little bit, and the second one's always the one that pops out. So yep. I push it down the line and come back to the first one. Um, do you know Pat Stacy by chance? Yeah. Oh, I, I know the name. Yeah. Um. Him and a lot of the other Oklahoma boys on their boxes, they'll turn them to where it looks like the flag, where it has the two shells, and then the three 
going into it like this. Yeah. So they they have that superstition as well. I haven't tried that because I'm afraid I'll like it. But <laughs> so they so each station they would they'll turn. I think it was only for the first post. It might be for each box, or it might be the first box only. Gotcha. So, but yours is, is it, is yours just on that first post or is it on all the posts? It's every time. Every time. What if you get mm-hmm. out of order? I convinced myself I did it right to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. Favorite place to shoot. Um, if you, and this is for both of you, if you could only pick one place to shoot at for the rest of your life, where would you shoot? Oh man, it's it's a very close tie between Sparta and KTA. I would have to say I'm at Anna would probably agree. Yeah, that's the exact same for me. <laughs> Overall, probably Sparta, but Kansas is very very close second. Yeah. See, Kansas is on my bucket list to go to. Kansas, um, Wisconsin. Um, I'd like to get out to Iowa at some point. Have you guys been to Pennsylvania? We have not. Wow. Uh, I mean, rumor is, I mean, I want to go there just to experience it, but I mean, it seems like that weather can kind of get out of hand out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you, have you been out West at all? Like Vernal or Spanish Fork? Those are also pretty high on our list, but we haven't been yet. Yeah. That would probably be a pretty good haul for you guys too. I mean, probably 12 ish hours. I, I would assume. I don't think so. Um, Hannah, number one shooting tip for a new lady shooter. Ooh, that's a really good question. I I'm 54 episodes deep into this now. I my my brain's working a little bit better than it did the first you know dozen or so. I would say probably not comparing your shooting journey to other people's. Um, there's some people who are going to go out in their first year and run 200 straight, and I think for me it took like six or seven years to do it. Um, so just know that you're kind of on your own timing and your pace. And if you're working on things and trying to improve on your own game, then you're going to get to the point where you need to be on your own time. So try not to worry too much about what everybody else is doing and just focus on your game. Um, what are your long-term or future goals, I guess? Uh, maybe, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now that you would like to accomplish? Like shooting or personal-wise? Shooting. Um, I would say definitely Grand Slam. Um, I want to get AAA, 27 AAA. Um, I'd like to keep improving on my singles average. That's something that I get pretty excited about. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Pat? I hope that we'll be able to continue to shoot. Not that I'm concerned that we won't be able to, but um, hopefully can pursue All-American on a fairly consistent basis and just, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, still be involved heavily in the sport. Yeah. yeah. What are the, tar- the what are the target requirements for All-American? You know offhand? Uh, 3,000 for singles. Is it 2,000? Is it 321? I might be 321. 321 for a couple of the categories. I know for lady and then I think for open, it's like 325.15. Something like that. Gotcha. Hannah, I just, this popped in my head. Did you, did you end up winning the singles um, for lady, for lady one this year at the grand? Yes. 
Yep. What, uh, what was your uh, trophy for that? Um, it was a really neat belt buckle. Yeah. And and you get your name in the book now f- forever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, that was a goal that I've wanted to, like, that's a goal I've had for a long time. So it was cool to accomplish that. This yeah, for sure. Next year, you might as well just go ahead and win the whole thing. I mean, that, <laughs> that's what I'm trying over here. I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> um, Pat, your dad runs the Hobson Shooting Supplies, is that the name of it? So I'm actually the owner for it. It's Hobson Shooting Products LLC. Um, he is a very, he's, I guess you can call him our head, head of sales if you want to. Um, we do carry a little bit of inventory with us, but he probably holds a little bit more than we do. Can you kind of go into that whole operation, how it kind of came about and, and all that stuff? So when I first went to Lindenwood, um, Pila offers a deal for Lindenwood uh, team members which is where I got my first set. And uh, after looking at the maps and the dealers that we had in Texas, there wasn't really anybody that sold pilas in there yet. Now there are some more, some in Fort Worth, some around San Antonio, a few other places. But um, we decided to try and do the buy-in to become a dealer. I think we started in 2018. Out in May of 2018 sounds about right. Um, and it's continued to grow. Awesome. And uh, do you, is there a website that people can go to, or do you, do, do, do you travel around at all to any of the shoots? We do carry it with us when we go to shoots. Um, I think there's a website. I'm just not sure how official or operational it is. Yeah. Um, and then there's my phone number and my dad's phone number as well. Gotcha. So basically just hit you guys up if you need, if they need, anybody needs anything. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Um, last question for you guys, and I'll let you get off here and enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Um, go ahead and give any shout outs, thanks to individuals, sponsors, uh, whatever you, whatever you want. Um, yeah, shout out to, uh, Kohler for, um, always supporting me, allowing me to be a part of team Kohler. Um, and yeah, shout out to my parents for (laughs) letting me go all over the place. Um, and yeah, our great squad that we shoot with at the Grand. I'd like to shout out Craig Off International for allowing me to be a team member as well as uh, Federal Ammunition. Um, both fantastic products. Love them to death. I'd like to thank my dad, my mom, Hannah's parents, um, Tim and Cindy Loveless. They've helped us out quite a bit. And our squad at the Grant as well. I'm sure there's many people we are forgetting. I apologize. but So who, who who's this fantastic squad at the Grand that you shoot with? Um, so it's Pat Crawford. He's originally from Louisiana. I think he lives somewhere around Texarkana. He'll, he'll beat me that. I don't know the answer to that, but, um, Hannah's our post two. I'm our post three. My dad's post four and Drew Fry is post five. Gotcha. Uh, well, thank you both for joining us today. Uh, best of luck in the 2024 target year. Yeah, thank, thank you. And you as well. Good luck. Before we close it out for the week, I want to thank my sponsors for supporting me here. Without them, this would not be possible. Fioki Ammunition, do yourself a favor and try some Shooting Dynamics or White Rhinos. Some of the best shooters in the game today shoot Vioki. Everybody's favorite gun dealer, Michael Gooch with the Indiana Gun Club. Stop in and check out his inventory while you're at a shoot. He travels all over the Midwest and East Coast while providing top-notch customer service. AJ Supplies, they've been a supporter since day one. Be sure to reach out to AJ Supplies for all your reloading needs by calling 419-583-7133. Diamond 8 Leather. Randall creates quality leather gear for shooting enthusiasts. 
Visit daleather.com. Chet Herod with Herod Insurance. They've been servicing Ohio for three generations. Chet can be reached at 419-303-2218 or visit herodinsurance.com. Shamrock Sporting Arms. Jonathan travels all over the Northeast providing shooters with Pila, Craigoff accessories, and ammunition. You can visit trapshootersunited.com. Orders here will support the show. I have Pila, Ari Ranger glasses, shirts, hats, visors. Get your swag on for the next big shoot. That's a wrap on this episode of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Thank you all for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. See you all out on the trap line.